Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. That was a funny beginning. Joe gave me a countdown like five or six times. Of course, it was my fault. I'm like, ah, stop. My fault. Totally not producer Joe's fault. Uh, listen, loaded show for you today. I don't want to screw around at the beginning of the show. Biden is exactly who you think he is. Um, you know, some people... You, they think they're being funny, sarcastic, or humorous, but they let out who their true selves really are. I'm going to open the show with that today. Some explosive new revelations on the FBI raid. Yes, raid, 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 raid of the Trump Mar-a-Lago residence. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. It's a Friday. Uh, folks, I, I'm going to also give it to you from their perspective. What the Biden administration is doing to try to justify the United States turning into a tyranny this week as they raid uh, their political opponents' homes. I'm going to give you the inside scoop on how they're justifying this themselves. It's important you understand that. If you're looking for a firearm that's easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from Henry Repeating Arms. It's a portable rifle you can put together and take apart in a few minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case it comes in. It's so small, it can be stored anywhere, in a go bag, anywhere. It's light enough to carry everywhere. comes in black and two different camo patterns. You can pick one up for three to $400, depending on the finish. You can watch a few videos at henryusa.com survival. And while you're there, be sure to order their free catalog. Henry makes more than 200 rifles, shotguns, and revolvers in the role made in America, backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website. It's henryusa.com and be sure to order a free catalog. They'll send it with free decals on a list of dealers in your area. That's henryusa.com for a free catalog and decals and to see the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Let's go, daddy Oh, All set, brother. Let's go. I pause there a second. I'm like, is it Friday? No, it's only Thursday. No. It's been such a long week. I feel like it's already Sunday and like the week's supposed to start again. You can turn, uh, turn the AC down a little bit here. It's getting a little hot in this studio. I think it's because I'm yeah. fired up about today's show. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Like yeah. I'm really, because there's some things I learned. So Joe Biden was on the, was it Kimmel? Was this from Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel? Or was it that lady at Howard Stern calls him Jimmel Kimmel? So he was on Jimmel Kimmel's show and, um, Joe Biden said something interesting at the end of this appearance, trying to be funny, but sometimes in moments of kind of lightheartedness, people tell you who they really are. I want you to pay attention to this. Joe Biden is exactly who you think he is. Check this out. It's like you're playing Monopoly with somebody who, you know, won't pass go and won't follow any of the rules. And how do you ever make any progress if they're not following the rules. Well, you got to send even, him to jail, uh, you know. There's that little box directly to jail. I mean, everybody laughs, folks, but Joe Biden is actively trying to do that. See, that's the difference. He's actively trying to do that. Some people in these lighter moments tell you exactly who they are. Listen to me. Backlash over the raid by the Biden administration and their political opponents is growing. It is growing geometrically. You cannot, please, again, I'm begging you for the second day in a row. I have no problem begging and pleading when it's for liberty and freedom. Please keep the heat on. Keep posting about it. Keep it on your Facebook, your Twitter, your True Social, your Parlor accounts, your Getter accounts, wherever you have an account. Keep posting about this abomination. And please, if you have not yet called your congressman, listen, I, I get it. It's not the be all end all. Some of them may just gaff it off, but some of them may not. If one out of 100 calls makes a difference and a million people call, that's a lot of calls making a difference. Call and email your congressperson. Demand firings, terminations, hearings immediately, immediately about this FBI raid. Do not let the heat up. Turn the heat up. 
up on them. It will do it the right way and don't fall in the trap, though. I'll get to that again later. I addressed it yesterday, but they're trying again. They're trying again to flip this around and make this about the Republican response to it. It's about them. Here's the tell. Here's how I know the backlash is growing. And they are absolutely terrified right now that their authoritarianism and tyranny was open for the world to see. They did not get the response they thought they were going to get. And now they're really running scared. They're in this extinction burst in behavior. Here's the tell. How do I know that? I never just throw things out there. I want you to watch this clip from CNN. Fox? No, CNN. Here is an analyst on CNN acknowledging right there on their left-wing network that they're going to be in for a real problem if this was all about a disagreement over some paperwork that Trump may or may not have left behind for the National Archivist. CNN, check this out. We've heard a lot about the Presidential Records Act now and have for quite some time. If this becomes a Presidential Records Act violation, not more, do you think it is enough to warrant all of this? No, it's not enough to warn all this. And this is a daring and dangerous move by the Department of Justice to serve a warrant on a former president and to raid his personal residence. Folks, nobody likes thuggery. Nobody. Nobody. I've told you, you know, over and over my experience in graduate school, we would do animal, uh, you know, uh, research with rats and dipper training. You, you train the rat to drink the water. And one of the things in these psychology classes you learn is even animals don't like a a fundamental unfairness. You can give a dog enough food that it's throwing up, it's eaten so much. Yet if you give a dog in another cage where the dog who ate enough can see it more food, even though the one's throwing up and it's not even hungry anymore, that dog will get angry. (laughs) Even it's Joe, how many times have I told that story? Where do you guys go every day? Where do you always go? Where are you going all the time? (laughs) <laughs> What's she doing oh, back there? He, he's always like he's walking out of the it's like It's like he's meeting with people outside or something. You know something I don't? Dogs, even animals don't like this fundamental unfairness. They will see another dog, even though they're throwing up with more food, and they'll lose their minds. People understand that there is no justice system anymore. Hunter Biden, the Clintons, the Joe Biden, Barack Obama corruption, nothing happens to them. The list goes, Eric Holder, the list goes on and on and on. And yet you send a bunch of agents down to raid Donald Trump's house and leaf through Melania Trump's underwear drawer. You have got to be kidding how you thought this was going to go over. Nobody likes thuggery and everyone, even animals hate unfairness and everybody's seeing it. Now, some news broke yesterday, Newsweek, William Arkin. They had an exclusive. Supposedly, an informer told the FBI the documents Trump was hiding and where. This is the Newsweek headline. Popped uh, yesterday. Just making sure I have the dates correct. Uh, So this is kind of a big deal. Folks, we're at it again. Um, This headline is troubling for a number of reasons that may not, you may not catch at first glance. This alleged informer, source, spy, inside Mar-a-Lago and the Trump network. Joe, haven't we heard this story before about spies in the Trump network? Was it was that us? Did we cover that a little bit? Yeah, a little and bit. We, we, yeah. A little bit. We did like a couple of minutes on it, I think back three, four years ago. Yep. Folks, I mean, I wrote a book. It's sitting right back there. It's called Spygate. I wrote a book called Exonerated and a book called Follow the Money. I'm not telling you this to sell books. I, I don't really care. Get it from the library. That's not what I'm telling you that for. I wrote three compilations on the FBI's history of using not one, but multiple spies against the Trump team. Now, you watch. 
because I did this before. They're putting out this story now about an informer. If this thing breaks bad and it turns out that the and it turns out that the FBI, just like the Whitmer kidnapping, just like when they push people to spy on the Trump campaign, Azra Turk and others, we have the names. Just like that, if the FBI pushed them to spy on the Trump team, if there were payments made or there were deals made and nothing shows up at that residence, watch those stories disappear. Because then the story will again become the Trump team spied on again and nothing happened. Do you see where I'm going with this? You're only going to hear this here. I've seen this before. It's why in my book, it's why I brought it up. If you look at the footnotes, I use left-wing sources like Newsweek. Newsweek is writing this story now for one reason. The fury is growing that Trump's house was raided by his political opponents, third world style. Newsweek needs to put meat on the bone and say, oh, there's a reason. Look, an informer told us the same exact stories were written about Spygate. Donald Trump... uh, Barack Obama's team is being fed intelligence by foreign intelligence sources on Donald Trump spying on him. They wrote that story at CNN. Joe and I have covered it here a thousand times. It's a Pamela Brown article. Yep. And then when they realized, oh, snap. We don't have anything on Donald Trump, but we wrote those stories that we were spying on him and foreign intel was spying. What do we do now? We can't take the headlines down. Then all of a sudden they redefine what spying was. Remember? Watch. Is going to happen right now, too. How did they get this informer? Is this another plant? Why do they keep spying on Donald Trump? Market, folks. Market. This is going to be a seminal moment in the history of law enforcement. This is now the third time there is a spy in the Trump campaign or the Trump presidency or the Trump post-presidency, and they still have come up with nothing. More important stuff here, too. Did the FBI and Department of Justice misrepresent to the magistrate judge when they swore out the search warrant? Did they misrepresent the facts? John Solomon, just today, another explosive article. These will be in the newsletter, Bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read them. This is a critical moment in American history. I can tell by the listenership. We hit almost a million people on audio alone the other day. People are incensed about this story. John Solomon, questions grow about the Trump raid after revelation of grand jury subpoena and extensive cooperation? Wait, what? I thought we were told first now, because they're trying to justify this thing, that Donald Trump wasn't cooperating and there was an informer. So now we start asking questions about the informer. Watch that story collapse. And second, I thought we were told he wasn't cooperating. Now we're getting a totally different story that he was cooperating. Why is that important, by the way? Well, then, uh, you know, it may make Trump look good. Forget all that crap. Forget about looking good. There's an actual legal reason this is critical. Solomon notes, let's get to this first in his piece, that on June 3rd, when the FP, June 3rd, folks, it's August, June 3rd, apparently DOJ representatives, a prosecutor and three FBI agents went to Mar-a-Lago, June 3rd, and Trump greeted them. Trump himself as they came to pick up a small number of documents in compliance with the subpoena that was issued. Sources told Just the News. Why does that matter? So on June 3rd, again, it's August, 
The Trump team was served a subpoena for the documents in question. Trump personally greets them. They give them the documents at that point. Why does that matter? Let's go back to the crime that Donald Trump and the left, that the left believes Donald Trump is going to be uh, somehow convicted of or charged with 18 USC, 18 United States Code 2071, concealment, removal, or mutilation generally, talking about of records. I'm not going to read through the whole thing because I only need to read the first sentence. Why does this matter that Trump personally greeted them and complied with the subpoena on June 3rd? When you swear out a warrant, Joseph, in front of a federal magistrate judge, you are claiming to have probable cause that a crime was committed, that probable cause evidence of a crime exists, and that probable cause evidence of a crime exists in that specific location, Mar-a-Lago. All elements of the crime have to be met. Right. You got me? Yep. Not one, all of them. Look at the opening sentence of 18 U.S.C. 2771. Whoever willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, goes on to talk about these records. What's the key word? It's a word they're doing a lot of work, folks. Uh, willfully? What is it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I did not rehearse this with Armacost. He, no. He took a big chance there. He could have got it wrong if he didn't know what I was thinking, but he's <laughs> been with right. me long enough to already know. You're damn right, willfully. Willfully? Whoever willfully destroys... Conceals? Did they misrepresent in front of the magistrate the degree of cooperation Donald Trump and his team were leveling towards them in order to get a warrant to serve a search warrant at his house? How are you going to prove now if you take him to court to trial beyond a reasonable doubt? It's a criminal case. It's not preponderance of evidence. It's beyond any reasonable doubt. Beyond a reasonable doubt that Donald Trump willfully concealed something when sources are now indicating not only did he not willfully conceal anything, but he willfully greeted the people at the door as they comply with the speed. He willfully greeted them himself. Folks, this is. Now you see why CNN's worried. Let's go to screenshot number two from the just the news piece showing you just how horrible of a case this is and how the FBI undoubtedly at this point is digging a massive hole that I don't think they get out of anytime soon. John Solomon notes in his piece, read this piece, it's in the newsletter, please. Given Trump's instruction, the president's lawyers complied and allowed the search by the FBI before the entourage left cordially. So Trump complies on June 3rd, the lawyers complied, and the FBI DOJ entourage left cordially? Here's it goes on. Five days later, DOJ officials sent a letter to Trump's lawyers asking them to secure the storage locker with the materials with more than the lock they'd seen. Okay, fair enough. Look at this last line. This last line's the one doing all the work here. The Secret Service installed a more robust security lock to comply. Oh boy, we got trouble here, folks. We got big trouble. Big, big trouble. So the Secret Service, who are GS-1811 federal agents, exactly like the FBI, you're claiming there's evidence of a crime in a locker in a basement in Mar-a-Lago, and you get the Secret Service in as accomplices to the crime to lock up this stuff, and you're claiming somehow after working with the Secret Service to use their professional security mechanisms to secure this stuff, you're claiming afterwards that things were willfully concealed. Concealed by who? The Secret Service? You said they were there. Oh, we got a problem, folks. 
that would be like a DOJ official uh, telling a DEA agent uh, to go and secure a stash of drugs with a lock in a guy's house. You're making them accomplices to a crime you claim was committed, was committed. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So if the secret service who are federal agents as well, you're telling them, Hey, help us out here. Use your security experience to secure this stuff. If you thought it was evidence of a crime, why didn't you take it that day? Why did you, why did you rope the secret service in? They got a big, big, Big problem right now. They have opened Pandora's box and they let the evil in, man. It gets even worse here. John Turley is indicated with the Solomon piece. John Turley, who is a uh, constitutional lawyer, he's not, he's not some conservative either, by the way. He does commentary on Fox News. Sometimes he agrees with our legal opinions. Sometimes he disagrees. But I respect what he has to say. Turley said on Fox, the more we learn, the more confusing this gets. Did they relay this history? Talking about the history of cooperation. Did they relay this history to the magistrate? That according to these sources, the president had cooperated? Turley's a university law professor with far more experience in the law than me. Again, he is not some diehard conservative activist. He said some things I disagree with, some things I do agree with, but I respect and value his opinion. You're swearing in front of a federal magistrate judge that you have probable cause that evidence of a crime was committed, a crime you roped the Secret Service into committing, and a crime you're alleging was committed despite the president complying with the subpoena and personally showing up? Folks, this case stinks to the heavens. Stinks. This is the, the end of the republic. If, this, if we don't get answers on this stat, all right, let me take a break here and get to my sponsor. And here's what I got coming up. This is super, super important coming up next. I want you to see how the left that now realizes they have a problem, CNN, the left, MSNBC, the activist groups, they know they got a real problem now. I want you to see how they're trying to frame this to themselves and paint the narrative going forward. It's very telling. With cyber attacks on the rise, protecting your data security is more important than ever. So why is Congress considering a law that puts your data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill shifts billions in consumer spending to less secure payment networks, all so that corporate megastores can make bigger profits. Don't let Durbin Marshall steal your data. Visit handsoffmyrewards.com security and tell your senators to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Paid for by Electronic Payments Coalition. It is critically, critically important that you understand how they're trying to justify this, both to the media and to themselves. You know, this is the kind of thing, people do this all the time without getting into pop psychology stuff. You know, you go and rob a store, right? And then you say to yourself, if you have even a degree of morality, even a little bit, you go, oh, well, I just, uh, you know, they, they, uh, those companies are just stealing from people anyway. So I'm just not going to, you know, I don't feel like I did anything wrong. People always have this need to justify to themselves because they don't like looking in the mirror at what they see. The Democrats are doing this now. Where do we go to find out what the Democrats are thinking? Of course, the playbookers, which give you the Democrat playbook every morning. It's amazing. Here they are. This is the tell right here that they believe that they are fighting a unique, I'm not saying I agree with it, so don't send me nasty grams. They believe they are fighting a fascist autocrat 
in Donald Trump and the MAGA crowd. And therefore, because they are fighting this unique, unparalleled, unprecedented evil, that they can do evil things themselves and they're justified. Don't agree with it. I'm just telling you what is, not what should be. How do I know that? Because they tell us right here every morning. They give you the playbook. So, playbook talks about this conversation, some historians. Apparently, Biden had some historians at the White House. And apparently, some important questions were raised, as they note. Biden is in the middle of a really good run, said a person familiar with this meeting with the historians and Biden. But will remarkable but traditional legislative achievements make a big enough difference to people to resist the populist pull of this autocratic grievance culture? You get it? You get it? You 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 see what's going down? You got this? This is the malicious, dangerous version of GOP pounces, the Republicans pounce. They know what they did is wrong. So now they're trying to reframe this as we are fighting autocratic grievance culture. Grievance about what? Why is the MAGA crowd grieving? Because you use the Constitution as toilet paper and just raided a former president's house, weaponizing, weaponizing government gun carriers? You're, you're mad at us for being mad about that. Is that. Am I reading that right? Here, they're even doing it right now. They've been hiding it. The Guardian. Republicans pounce. This is a real headline. Republicans pounce on FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago to solicit campaign funds. You knew the Republican pounce things. Were gonna, usually they hide it better. You see what they're doing? They're justifying it by trying to take the heat off their actions and focusing exclusively on your reaction to their actions, making it about you. The playbook thing goes on. I want, again, this, you have to see this through their eyes. They talk about how these last three days made this contrast, the contrast more vivid, their words. In other words, the contrast between the benevolent Joe Biden, Joe, trying to stop the fascist and the fascist Donald Trump who deserves everything and you, you're pouncing on it. Here, they talk about Monday. Biden, the benevolent Biden, folks. He toured flood-damaged portions of Kentucky where he praised the government response from FEMA. Oh, a wonderful guy. He's the president. He's supposed to do that. Every president does that. It's horrible what happened in Kentucky. But notice on Monday, they know Trump discredited the FBI and Justice Department after the search at Mar-a-Lago. This is your contrast? So just to be clear, the president does what presidents do. Donald Trump gets raided, mentions it, and Donald Trump is the fascist and Joe Biden is, is, is the benevolent king. You see how they're... Look... They do it again. Here you go. Now they go, hey, oh, here's what happened on Tuesday. Biden signed the Chips and Science Act into law, talking about how it's going to strengthen us or whatever. So the Chips Act, a multi, multi-billion dollar corporate welfare bill to technology companies that now get to take your money. That's what that, I thought the Democrats were against corporate welfare. Not anymore. And then they note on Tuesday, the benevolent king who signed the Chips Act, stealing your money and giving them to the conductor companies, semiconductor companies. They contrast it with the deadly, dangerous Donald Trump who released a four-minute campaign-style video calling America a failing nation, one that he depicted in apocalyptic terms. Gee, why would he do that? His home was just raided by the FBI after being under relentless attack for nearly six years now from leftist partisans who've weaponized the government. Gee, why would he do that? Here, they throw you one more day in there. Wednesday, yesterday. Biden signed the PACT Act. That's the Burn Pits Act just as Clinton recommended at their lunch. And Biden said the economic plan is working. Yet they know Trump spent Wednesday asserting his Fifth Amendment right up in New York 
where he was, uh, where he's being, uh, they were attempting to prosecute him again, the New York Attorney General. So leave that up a second. Again, just to be straight with you here. So Biden signs a bill into law. So Biden's the benevolent king because Bill Clinton apparently told him to do it or whatever. And yet Donald Trump, who was being, again, ruthlessly attacked by the New York Attorney General, who was made a public spectacle openly of attacking Donald Trump because of his last name. She's not hiding it. The fact that he asserts his constitutional right means he's the fascist, not the Attorney General. This is political. They note in this last paragraph, Biden suggested to the historians he wrestles with how to confront the populist threat they all discussed last week. Should he confront it head on and every day? Or should he mostly just show that there's an alternative that works better? These people are unbelievable. They are intolerable. These people are intolerable. This is what they do every time. They've got a couple prongs in this attack here. Number one, this is what they're doing with this. They want to distract you from now this exploding scandal, their abuse and weaponization of law enforcement. In order to distract you from this exploding scandal, they're going to focus relentlessly in the coming days, the media, the entertainment community, the clown show on uh, the clown show on nightly, uh, you know, the nightly Kimmel, uh, whatever crowd. They're going to focus relentlessly on the GOP response to it, claiming they're stopping the fascists. That's number one. They're also going to distract from it by claiming we're pouncing, that anything we say is a pounce and that we should reflect exclusively on the GOP's reaction. Also, another part, they're going to falsely claim they're fighting autocrats because they're the autocrats themselves. It's what I jokingly call the dipsy do flipperoo theory. Whatever you're doing, do the dipsy do flipperoo. Whatever the Democrats say, flip it 180. Do it 180. Whatever they're accusing you of, they're doing themselves. And the media is going to play along with it the entire time. Now, this is really important. I'm going to take a quick break here for my next sponsor. When I come back, I said this yesterday, but this is again, I know I told you it's important getting into what their heads and seeing what they're thinking. That's critical. It is also critically important. You don't let them bait you. They are baiting you right now. I got to bring, I'll show you again exactly what they're doing. It's important you understand and you stay a step ahead of them. Let them play checkers. You play chess. Please don't get caught up. We'll handle this the strategic way. Let them handle it the dumb and emotional way. Very important number two. I said important number one first, seeing how they're seeing it, see it through their eyes. Always be ahead of them. Strategically be ahead of them. There's nothing better than having their playbook, which they literally send out every morning. It's beautiful. Do not get baited into violence, please. Folks, I, I said it yesterday. Forgive me for repeating this segment, but I really, I believe it's that important. Here's what they're trying to do now. Again, they're trying to flip this and make this about the Republican response. And they are, they are praying someone does something stupid and violent right now. Here, Michael Luciano, Mediaite. Fox News reports significant increases in death threats against Garland Ray and FBI agents after network hosts bash them over Mar-a-Lago raid. You see that? Wait, that headline again. They are saying so much in that headline. It is a, this is by some Michael Luciano guy. You see what they're doing? None of this happens the other way, by the way. When Roe v. Wade was overturned in the Dobbs case and the leftists showed up to try to torture and kill Kavanaugh, 
Do you notice how the left did everything they can to silence the story and distance them from the fact that leftist violence is a real problem when something happens leftists don't like? When something happens people on the right don't like, like a ridiculous authoritarian thug raid on Donald Trump's house. Do you notice how even though violence thankfully doesn't happen yet, and I pray it does not, right? We're, all, we're responsible already. Well, you're responsible already. You get what they do here? The guy quotes me. This is some third world BS right here. Fox News host Dan Bongino declared on Monday. I actually said the word. He called for hearings and a total house cleaning at the top of the DOJ and FBI. Mark the date, folks, he said. Remember the date I told you this. You're not going to recognize your country if you don't fix this in stat. You notice what he left out? Left out the rest of the quote where I talk about registering to vote, going out to vote. You know, it's convenient, isn't it? You see what they're doing here, guys? Be very, very careful what you post. Get out there, post as often as you can. But we have to be strategic about it. They are praying right now, praying for violence. You will see censorship. You will see arrests. You will see an FBI that will lose its mind before election day. There's violence. They are baiting you. It is clear as day. And the people who want to use this, use this. They want to abuse the government like they did. And then when you respond, they want to use your response to go and target you more. Are relying on useful idiots all over the country who have no idea what even happened in this case. Folks, there was an interview Newsmax conducted. Uh, Guy sent this over the other day. A lot of people out there want Donald Trump arrested. They want Donald Trump prosecuted a lot. It's not just one. And yet the strange thing is no one can seem to pinpoint exactly what Donald Trump did wrong. Even now, willfully, he, gre- he greeted the agents himself. Here's a, is this, from, this is from Newsmax, right? This is a Newsmax video from um, some individual who apparently was in and around Trump Tower. And they asked him a simple question like, well, what exactly did Trump do? Pretty simple question, right? I mean. Most, a lot of people out there want him locked up and prosecuted. Here, check this out. Is this unprecedented to arrest a former president for not well, turning in documents? A former president that had committed this many provable criminal acts. But what are the provable criminal acts, I guess? <sighs> provable criminal acts. Well, right, I'm just, I, I, <clears throat> I'm done talking. Call stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's got his ref uniform on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of um, interesting how he yeah. wants Donald Trump. Uh, uh, they, know, they, they know his provable uh, crimes and you ask him what the provable crimes are, the interview's over. Folks, the denials here are absurd too. I want you to pay very close attention to the Biden administration's attempts now to distance themselves from this. Distance themselves, yes. They are trying to distance the Biden administration in particular from the activities of the FBI and DOJ. No, they're not. Don't take my word for it. Here's Karine Jean-Pierre, the worst press secretary in the history of the United States, asked a very simple question about what the Biden administration knew and when did they know it. Now, I want you to watch. She is, I am telling you with near certainty, this is a, this is a, a, there is not a chance in Hades The Biden administration did not know this was going down. There isn't a chance. How do I know that? Biden's lied before repeatedly about his involvement personally in law enforcement matters involving Trump people. 
I'll get to that in a second. Listen to the denial first. Check this out. We learned about this. The president learned about this just like you all did um, through the public reports. And uh, we learned about this just like the American people did. So you don't know whether or not Garland signed off on it? I don't have anything more to share. So we, like I said, we didn't learn, we did not know about this and we have not been briefed on this. Uh, we learned about this just like the public, just as you all were reporting it uh, through the public reports. Okay. They didn't know anything about it. They learned about it through public reports. Folks, come on. Granted, I'm speculating. I was not in the White House. Dan, why would you speculate? Because I'm speculating based on evidence I have about Biden's corruption in the past, about lying in the past about similar matters. Joe Biden has repeatedly lied in the past about his efforts to push people to prosecute the Trump team. He cannot have Donald Trump back in the White House, Joe Biden. Why? Because he knows, Joe Biden knows, his intense involvement as the big guy with his corrupt son, Hunter. And he knows he may have actually broken the law, Joe Biden. He cannot have this guy back in there. I rate less than 1% of a chance that the Biden team did not know about this. Here, what am I basing this on? Fair question. Here was an interview conducted a while back with uh, Joe Biden in a left-wing media outlet. He is asked about his involvement in the targeting of Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn, Donald Trump's first national security advisor. And notice his denial of any knowledge, and the denial is categorical. He doesn't equivocate at all. He denies it, looks right in the camera. I had nothing to do with it. Listen to yourself. Mr. Vice President, what was your involvement in the investigation uh, of Michael Flynn and the FBI investigation of Michael Flynn? I was never a part or had any knowledge of any criminal investigation into Flynn while I was in office, period. Not one single time. Period. Not one single time. Doesn't equivocate at all. Looks right in the camera. The man's lying, folks. New York Post, June 24, 2020. Joe Biden may have personally raised the idea to investigate Mike Flynn. Well, how do we know that? Well, they got their hands on some of the notes by Peter Stroke, who was involved in the investigation of Mike Flynn, handwritten notes. Flynn's lawyers called them stunning and exculpatory evidence. A partially blacked out copy of FBI agent Stroke's notes is attached to the filing and includes a mention that appears to say in Stroke's notes, VP colon Logan Act. I don't speculate without producing the receipts. The man has a history of lying about his involvement in pushing law enforcement entities like the FBI and Peter Stroke into investigating Donald Trump because he needs to keep Trump away from the White House because he knows that there's a blackmail file on him and his son Hunter, probably 75 feet thick by the Chinese Communist Party. It's an abomination of justice, folks. An abomination of justice. All right, I want to get to another story here. Uh, there's a lot going on. There's another tell going on. They're freaked out about the next election, and they are eager, eager to start abusing ballot drop boxes again. You can always tell what freaks them out when you're over the target by what they write about and how they write about it. This next segment is going to involve 2,000 mules, the upcoming election. I want to show you how they cannot get their story straight yet again. So another tell. 
The tell they were freaked out about what's going on during the raid is CNN, the Biden administration denying it. CNN saying, oh, we got a little bit of a problem here. They are telling you. Now they're going to reframe it. Oh, it's a battle against autocrats. They're also freaked out about 2,000 Mules. 2,000 Mules, many of you know, is a stunning documentary by Dinesh D'Souza in conjunction with an organization, uh, I believe it's True the Vote, where they used cell phone tracking, the ability to track your cell phone and pinpoint its location, to track a bunch of ballot mules who went to ballot harvesting centers, took a bunch of ballots, and then dropped them off at these ballot drop boxes. And the cell phone data, in conjunction with some limited video data, but video data nonetheless, makes a compelling case that there was a massive fraud perpetrated in a number of these swing states. Now, since that movie's come out, and uh, 30, 40% of the, you know, of the country who voted for Donald Trump, a, a portion of those people have seen it and have been blown away. The Democrats are freaking out over ballot drop boxes because they figured out a perfect mechanism to separate the voter from a human being. What do I mean by that? When you drop off a ballot or vote in person at a school or a library, wherever you go to vote, there's a person there. Some places have voter ID, other places where they have to see you. Joe, why does that create a limitation for cheating? Because if they have to see you, even if they don't have voter ID, and then they see you again and again and again, <laughs> yeah. creates a bit of a problem, no? Now, knowing the left loves cheating in elections, now does it make sense why they love ballot drop boxes? Because you can go again and again and again, and because a lot of the video cameras didn't work, most of them, nobody sees anything. Oh, they would just drop it off ballots for grandma. Really? That's strange. Five, six, seven times? How many grandmas you have? Here, the New York Times is freaking out. Tiffany Hsu and Stuart Thompson. Hunting for voter fraud. Conspiracy theorists organize stakeouts. So because a bunch of conservative groups have said, you know what, I think we're going to watch these ballot drop boxes. And we'll see if people keep returning again and again and again. Keep in mind, they're in public places. Don't break the law. Again, we got to be strategic and smart and we got to be morally on the right side of this thing. But there is nothing illegal about you in a public place watching and observing a ballot drop box. Nothing. So why is the left so concerned? Why would they, if there's no fraud, why do they care? Has anybody thought about this? Why are they so worried? If there's no fraud at ballot drop boxes, they should be celebrating the fact that conservatives are just wasting their time. But they're very concerned. Here's the New York Times telling you, telling you, the tell is right there. They're the worst poker players ever. Many, talking about conservatives, many are now focused on ballot drop boxes where people can deposit their votes into secure and locked containers. Under the unfounded belief, you see how, wait, you see how they mix in opinion? Under the unfounded belief that mysterious operatives or so-called ballot mules are stuffing them with fake ballots or otherwise tampering with them. And they are recruiting observers to monitor countless drop boxes across the country, tapping the millions of Americans who've been swayed by bogus election claims. They have no idea they're bogus, none, or that the belief is unfounded. They just don't like the 2000 Mules movie and they've tried to discredit it. Even though their method of discrediting it, that cell phone geo-tracking isn't accurate, is strange because they keep writing stories in other outlets that are both centrist and left 
about how cell phone tracking is being used potentially to track women to abortion centers and how that's a bad thing. I thought cell phone tracking didn't work. You are allowed to watch a Dropbox. Don't confront people. Don't do anything illegal. Obviously, you know, you don't need a lecture from me. You know what to do. Why would they be worried about it if they're unfounded conspiracy theories? Why? What are you so worried about? Why does transparency bother you so much? The answer is because the New York Times wants to partake in this. They love the idea of divorcing the voter from a human face who can see them coming back again, again, and again. Now, 2,000 mules frightens the hell out of the left, and they keep trying to discredit the phone tracking. Remember this from Reuters? The entirety of the claim rests on cell phone location data, which doesn't remotely, Joe, show that people were actually using Dropboxes. It doesn't have the granularity to show that, as opposed to just walking by or even driving by. Okay, that's factually false, says Kenneth Meyer. Ooh, I mean, this is, that's just factually incorrect. It does have the ability to do that. Well, how do we know? Well, the Wall Street Journal is a pretty down the middle, left-leaning on immigration, right-leaning on economics outlet. It's kind of weird how if cell phone location data doesn't have that kind of granularity and can't tell if you stopped or went in a place, right, then why would they be looking to create new standards to protect people seeking an abortion whose cell phone data may be used to track them into a place where they stopped? I mean, guys, is this, an unfair, is, this, is, is this an unfair question? I, 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 I thought you can't, it doesn't tell where you stopped at what location you went. Here, Wall Street Journal. Phones know who went to an abortion clinic. Whom will they tell? They know under the new standards that lefties want, because they don't want you to know if women are getting an abortion. Why do you need new standards? It's not accurate enough. Under the new standards, when the coordinates, cell phone coordinates, indicate an abortion clinic or other sensitive location, like a religious worship location or military base, is present. The companies won't make that connection in their databases. I thought the connection was never made. They might still store the raw coordinates of, coordinates of places where the users visit. Representatives for other firms said they would follow similar practices. I really hope this is making sense. They need new standards to hide people's location to prevent you from knowing they went to an abortion clinic despite Reuters and Philip Bump at the Washington Post fact-checking 2,000 mules, claiming that the cell phone data that can tell you went and stopped in an abortion clinic can't tell you went and stopped at a ballot box. Oh, damn, that's hypocrisy. No, it's not. I keep telling you, it's hierarchy. Left lies, they lie all the time, and they lie because they're authoritarians. And they see themselves as fighting fascists and autocrats, and they will lie, discredit themselves, their families, anything. It doesn't matter. To protect their tyranny. They are terrified of 2,000 mules. Terrified of that movie. All right, let me move on because we got a lot to get to. I'll be off the radio show today, but I will be back tomorrow. I'm going to travel. i got an important meeting. I'll tell you guys about it another time. It's uh, critical. And uh, I'll be on the 5 tomorrow, too, if you want to check that out, in addition to my show, Saturday Night Unfiltered. Um, so we got a loaded guest lineup. Tim Pool. Uh, Tim Pool. I didn't tell you this, Guy. Tim Pool is going to be... <laughs> He's going to be on my uh, unfiltered show, uh, Fox, Saturday night, 9 p.m., so don't miss that. And uh, I am going to just unload on the FBI Saturday night. I'm going to give you the history of just how bad this organization has blown its credibility, so don't miss it Saturday night at 9. 
Okay, uh, so Biden said this yesterday. The um, inflation number for the month popped again yesterday. It popped at another explosive level, 8.5 annualized, 8.5% inflation. Just to put that in context for the liberals out there who don't understand basic economics, the Federal Reserve's target for inflation, what they would like to see for a smooth economy, I don't agree with it, but it's what they would like to see. The target, do you guys know what it is? It's 2%. Two. So, Joe, last time I checked, 8.5%, if you could do some simple math for me, is four times? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay just yeah, checking. Thank you. You're you, cool, you, bro. We, haven't, we haven't gone with Jay's Abacus in a long time. No. Some of you, you got to be an old listener to know what that means. Someone thought it was a Jay's Abacus. Like, no, Jay's Abacus. So that's four times. Now, you would think that would be cause for embarrassment, that you were the sitting president, which is now the third month in a row now of over 8% annualized inflation. You think you'd be horrified. Not Joe Biden. Here's what Joe Biden said yesterday. Again, this humiliating, corrupt zero in the White House. Check this out. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. 0%. Uh, zero. Zero. You see what he's doing there? It was 86 9.1 in the last two months, respectively. Now it's 8.5, four times where it should be. And because it's not going down dramatically and reverting back to old prices, he's taking a victory lap. You know, I was, forgive me for using the same analogy twice if you listen to the radio show, but some of you may not have heard it. Analogies work. People think it's stories, right? This is like being an NFL coach. You're down at the, at, with two minutes to go in the game, 47 nothing. And a sideline reporter comes up to you and says, hey, uh, you know, Coach M, 47 nothing, been a rough game. No, 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 no. They scored zero points in the fourth quarter. Zero points. Coach, you're down 47. No, 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 no. Zero points in the fourth quarter. <laughs> it's 8.5%. Do you ever get tired of being lied to by these idiots? Ladies and gentlemen, put it in economic perspective. Prices will double, double in 10 years at 7% inflation. Yesterday's number was 8.5. Double. Meaning the car you wanted for 35K is going to be 70K. In just 10 years at 7%, we're at 8.5. Double from now. Not double from where they were when Trump, they'll double from now if this continues. 8.5%, you're looking at you know, nine years. This guy's taking a victory lap? You've got to be kidding me. All right, I'd be remiss also if I didn't address this story, um, just the news, the IRS job listing. Folks, this has been a big controversy. The IRS job listing for these 87,000 new IRS agents they want to hire apparently contained a, uh, a section where it mentioned the fact that deadly force, you'd have to be willing to use deadly force. Job, IRS job posting for criminal investigative agent, be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Folks, the Wayback Machine indicates that this thing's been changed a few times, to be fair to both sides. But um, that's exactly who they're hiring. I want you to understand, as I mentioned before, the federal classification for federal agents is the same for everyone. GS-1811. Remember they used to call us, you know, G-men, you know, you go G-men, G-men. What, yeah. what is that? That stands for government schedule. Government schedule 1811. That's your pay schedule. We all have the exact same job requirements and duties. 
uh, serve warrants, make arrests, use deadly force if necessary. I bring this up because to me, reading that, that wasn't the controversial part. That's just part of what you, if you're not willing to do it, you can't be a federal agent. Damn, what are you saying? You're saying the IRS should be shooting people? That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is you're missing the real controversy. The real controversy is they're hiring people with guns and badges to go and audit you. And if you don't listen, you will be arrested at the end of the barrel of a gun if you don't comply. That's the controversy. The job listing thing is pretty standard. They can change. Someone obviously used dopey language. That's the controversy. They're coming for you. Armed agents. These aren't administrators. Do you understand that? No, they're not coming for me. Really? Fox News article. You sure about that? Middle-class Americans to bear the brunt of IRS audits under the Democrat inflation bill, analysis shows. Americans who earn less than $75,000 a year are slated to receive 60% of the additional tax audits, by the gun carriers, by the way, expected under Democrats' spending package, according to analysis released by House Republicans. You get audited by a bunch of administrators, you don't comply, those same people who have to be willing to use deadly force are the people who are knocking on your door. It's not the administrators. Let's not candy ass around what we're doing here. All right, folks, I've got to run. Please make sure to DVR my show, Fox Unfiltered, 9 o'clock Saturday night. I really appreciate it. Again, I'll be on the 5 on Friday. I don't know what's going to happen there. I've been on a while, probably start a whole bunch of fights like I typically do. <laughs> Maybe my last time on the 5. I'm kidding. I kid. Kind of. Uh, and you don't miss my show. And please subscribe to the podcast. It's free. It helps us move up the charts. Apple, Spotify, rumble.com slash Bongino. And submit questions for tomorrow's show. I'll put a post up on Locals and True Social. I'm at D. Bongino. Questions for tomorrow's podcast. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.